This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, it's Wednesday, 8 February, Year of Our Lord, 2023. It's the morning after. Uh, I don't even know what you call this thing last night, right? Um, just the lies and misrepresentations and our enemies uh, throughout the world. In Beijing right now, they got to be laughing. It's a disgrace. want to get some sense of this, Congressman Ralph Norman. George, I tell you what, Congressman, thank you for joining us. I want to play, can we start with the Nancy Pelosi clip? It goes forever, but I just want to give a taste of it and then get your observations. We won't ask Finch that question. Um, it, is, it is fascinating, though. Republicans only seem, I, I speak as a former Republican, Republicans only seem to care about the debt and the deficit when there's a Democrat in the White House. Right. I, they had no problem raising the debt ceiling with Donald Trump. Yeah. We did it three they, times when he was, uh, we had three encounters. You know, right. They had mm-hmm. different results. But here's the thing. Um, we, I'm a big pay-as-you-go person, pay-go. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get heat from my own caucus on that. You want something, we either substitute mm-hmm. or right. pay for it. Mm-hmm. The Republicans are pay-go, except when they want to give tax cuts to the rich. Right. Right. Then they don't want to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So that's a big chunk of the Trump debt yeah. that has mm-hmm. been increased. So they don't want to pay for that. Congressman Norman, I, I got to ask you, um, Nancy Pelosi and your associate, well, you're, you're, is she a pay as you go? Is that just an outright bald faced lie, sir? Steve, not only is it a bald faced lie, it is pay go in she and her husband's pocket, particularly with her stock trades. I mean, the lady is a complete fraud. The only thing she didn't do is, is rip her her uh, dress off and throw it up like she, and throw it away like she did the speech from Donald J. Trump. It doesn't surprise me, but she's totally clueless. Uh, every time I see her hands and all her theatrics, it's a uh, she's a complete embarrassment. And um, you know, it's more of the same. It doesn't surprise me. It'd be more to come. And for her to be announced on the House floor by this fraud of a president, that she's going to go down as one of the best speakers. In the history of the country, really unbelievable. Hey, Congressman, you've been, um, in fact, you were one of the mighty twenty that that changed the direction of the whole country, and and you did it. And you said, "Hey, I, I didn't know if Kevin was serious about getting to a balanced budget." Given where we are, given what you heard last night, given the gulf between the bid and the ask here on even beginning a dialogue in a negotiation on on the debt ceiling. Where, where does Ralph Norman think we are, sir, and how do you think we get to the goals that you set out? First of all, let me just say I, I'm going to give you what, what was good about the uh, speech last night. That speech by that man should unify every conservative all across this country against anything he tries to do. Uh, that's the good part. 
Uh, now, uh, you're exactly right. To me, the you know, economic security is national security. And the reason the five of us and then as it got to the 20 uh, did what we did is because uh, if, we, if we're bankrupt, you cannot operate a small business, a lemon stand, much less a country. So what we're going to do is, is start the trajectory down. Uh, of spending, we've got a spending problem. And um, Kevin McCarthy, while initially he was putting us on a 20-year time frame, we don't have 20 years. This country cannot go another 20 years like has happened uh, under particularly the Democrats and Republicans as well. So what you will see over the next couple of weeks is a framework of a budget that actually cuts. And uh, the, the Democrats, they can throw out Social Security all they want. As, I mean, that's their whipping boy. Granny's going over the cliff. Republicans are leading the way. And we're going to dispel that. And uh, now, I get we've got to get 218 votes. But what we will lay out, it's going to have to come from the people up. You know that, Steve. I mean, it's going to have to be from the citizens rising up and saying, you need to do this. And we will point out some of the things that uh, we're going to do away with to get this country back on a, uh, on a sustainable future, which it's not on right now. Congressman Norman, you're, you're the first one really in this whole the, the five days of change America to put it out there about getting the, the nation's finances in, 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 in order. And the way you do that, you got to address spending and you got to address it immediately. Do you anticipate we put the framework? We had Russ vote in here to start the show in studio this morning that you will propose in this regular order in the appropriations process of starting this year that there will be meaningful and significant cuts to the administrative state to these programs starting now, not not some cap that comes in a couple of years, but starting now. Absolutely. It's got to be in writing. And Russ Vote is one of the ones, his uh, his budget, which was a seven-year budget that I follow and one that we will use as we move forward. And, you know, it's not that difficult. Look at the wokeism that's being funded all across this country. Look at the Green New Deal that the taxpayers' dollars are being uh, spent on. So we're going to lay that out agency by agency in the 12 appropriations bill. And we're not going to give them the luxury of putting us in a box like they did uh, in, in December, where so many people voted, where the Senate locked our hand, handcuffed us till September on uh, that omnibus bill. So we'll face it head on and uh, we'll see how we come out. But I'm very optimistic. We've, we've got everybody on board as far as uh, the conservatives. And uh, we've got finally, and I think Kevin will promote it because that's one of the things he committed to. His, his is 10 years. But uh, we're going to actually do it. But we got to do more than just we got to show it where we're cutting. Everything should be on the table. Congressman, it, Russ made a, a comment. I like your thoughts. And they said, look, for too long, the, the Republican Party up here has always looked how to dismount, how to, how to just take a defeat, that you need a bold uh, f- turn and focus on big ideas and ideas that we're going to get in back of and going to win on. Are you seeing this, the mindset change? Because this is going to come from political will and toughness and the ability to grind this through. Are, are you seeing that right now? Do you think we have that will and that toughness up here among that core group that we can power this through, sir? Every, everybody is a conservative until it cuts their particular program in their particular district in their particular state. Now, there is a, there is a difference. I mean, those of us who have been in the business arena – uh, you negotiate. You don't take the first. You don't settle. And I guess the biggest 
uh, thing I would message I was saying, we're not going to settle now. We're going to actually have real cuts, uh, and we're going to lay it out, and the American people are going to have to bring those who are not used to the rough and tumble of a, uh, you know, of a, of a deal, uh, and not just words. If, if all we're going to do is, is have words and shuffle the deck and still end up with the same result, that's not going to work. But now, you know, we've got 20 of us that are still available. Uh, if we don't get that, we will hold out until we do. And I'm, I'm sick and tired of, well, what we heard last night was just words. That wasn't even a, there were lies and words. And we Republicans have got to back it up. If we don't have the steel, if we don't have the toughness, we're going to have to get it. And we've got a short time to do it. Congressman, how can people follow you on this? Because this is the this is going to be the main event. How do people uh, get to know you better and how they get to follow you? RepRalphNorman.com. Uh, follow me on social media, Twitter. And uh, we're going to uh, lay it out there in the next couple of weeks. I think the American people will like what they see. And it's common sense what things that we're going to cut. Regulations have to go with that, too, Steve. We, we can't just, I mean, we've got so many other things, energy independence that need to go to get this country back. But it's right now, it's spending on programs that should have been sunsetted a long time ago. And uh, I think you will see us do that. And we got to have the will to carry it through. Well, this audience, uh, the most massive audience of activists in the country, 1,000% have your back from the very first time you came on. I mean, it was like water to people in the desert. So just just let us know when. They're, they're at the ramparts and, and ready to have play, back your play at any time. So the next uh, couple of weeks and months are going to be quite uh, uh, um, enlightening about the fight we got ahead of us, sir. So honored to have you on here. Mahana, thank you. Thank you, sir. Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina has been at the tip of this and the leadership of this. This is why we wanted to start today with with vote and Lou Dobbs and um, and um, and people like uh, Norman, serious people that understand the crisis we're in. No more happy talk. This and the, by the way, it's going to be a fight. Remember, you're the chairman of the creditors committee. You're the full faith and credit of this nation. It depends upon you. It rests on your shoulders. And this is going to be a fight because this is about money and it's about power. Um, do we have uh, Do we have Matt up? Let's get Matt Schlapp uh, from. Hey, Matt, you just, we've had all morning talk about this fight over uh, spending, over the yeah. debt ceiling, the things that came up last night. It couldn't be a better time to to, to have uh, CPAC rolling along because they're going to pr- be presenting these budgets in the next couple of weeks. Give us an update on CPAC. I see some of the great new speakers you've got up, but walk people through. People are getting stoked now because they understand <laughs> we got to fire off the football to change the direction of this country, sir. Well, a couple of things. First of all, I give you credit for all these announcements coming out. You know, CPAC is a big ordeal. It's millions of dollars to put it on. And we want to strike the right tone. And uh, so we're kind of like fiddling with the agenda as we go. But we, in the last uh, 48 hours, you can really see the tenor of the people that are coming. And look, the th- there's two themes here. The first theme is we got a little power back in Washington. We got to reclaim our capital. And part of that is now that we have the House of Representatives constitutionally, that's the power of the purse. We've got to have the Republican Party say we've actually got only two powers. We can subpoena people through the Government Reform Committee, and that's Congressman James Comer, who's going to really, really become a very important person in our country. The second thing is the power of the purse. And this is why this speaker fight was so critical. And Ralph Norman, I just love that man. I love him as a human being. and I love him as a leader. Because we have to fundamentally change through threats, if necessary, 
the fact that the Republican Party will finally use the power of the purse for the first time substantially since 1995 and the failure, the perceived failure of the government shutdown of Newt Gingrich and the gang back then, we have we have we feel like that's a loser to try to fight on money. And, and it's not, because if we don't fight, who will? We're going to lose the country. And I think today's Republican uh, who, who's gotten elected to Congress gets the fact that we have to change our process and use that power. If the leadership doesn't use the power of the purse on the debt extension and the budget and a couple of these must-pass things, there's going to be a new leadership. And they, I, Steve, I'm telling you, they 100 percent understand that. You know, it's serendipity because uh, you decided because of the, the COVID situation, you went to Florida, you went to Texas. These things were fantastic. You decided to bring back um, CPAC to the nation's capital. And you see last night, Ralph Norman's uh, opening with us was quite, uh, I thought, um, brilliant. If you want to see what the unifier round, Biden did it last night with that speech. And you couldn't have a That's better right. kickoff to this to bring everybody together, to really get together have an open talk, a partner's discussion, and then fire off the football after the first couple of days of March. Who, when you say that strike the tenor and the type of speaker, what are the themes, the things you're going to be talking about, the, like the workshops and then the personalities? Who, who, who's coming and well, what are we going to be talking about? I'll break a little news on War Room, my favorite place to break it, because I literally get like the text early in the morning from Bannon saying, come on, man. What do we got to talk about today? There's so much. And I've been a little slow on the switch, so i gotta got to make up for that. But uh, J.D. Vance is coming, uh, which I think is critically important. All right. I think he's a very important Huge. new voice in the Senate. We have a whole slew of senators coming, by the way, the right ones. Uh, we announced Ted Cruz within the last 24 hours. We have Laura Trump coming from the great state of North Carolina. She's got a bright future. Uh, Team Trump seems to be fully embracing CPAC, which won't surprise you. Um, and uh, although he's got to go make the case as to why he believes he should be the nominee and the next president, uh, the people of CPAC have a sentimental affection for the president because of everything that he did. And I think it's going to be a great kind of homecoming for him. But there's going to be some of these people that want to take him on, which I'm for, I'm for letting this process unfold. I think if Trump is the eventual nominee, I think he will be. It makes him better to go through that process and, you know, steel sharpen steel. And you say the topics. We're going to be on that stage talking about you know, what are we doing in Ukraine? Uh, is this going to lead to uh, a greater conflagration in nuclear war? Republicans are, are of two minds. You have some Republicans that are like, fun, fun, fun. You got other Republicans that are saying, this is a danger. We're going to talk about that on the stage. We have some people that are detransitioning uh, from this whole craziness of the gender battles that, you know, they're using to indoctrinate our wow. kids. That's going to be on this stage. Those people are going to be talking. We're going to have wow. what's the right way to handle pro-life now that we have the Dobbs decision. All this will be on the stage. Hey, hey, Matt, Matt, can you hang on one second? We're taking yeah. a short break. Matt Schlapp, head of CPAC, uh, joins us on the other side. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with birch gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable.
Rich Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Yeah, uh, we're going to we're going to have on there's a bunch of breaking news out of Ukraine. It, it, uh, Zelensky's in London. I'm surprised. So we're going to have Pasobic, Darren Beatty and Ben Harnwell, Ben Harnwell from Rome, join us momentarily. You know, Matt, um, it was really we're going to be there with a, a, a full not just entourage. We're going to do the show. And it's really by popular demand. Our, our audience had come to us in the chats and everything like that. The ones that made it to Dallas had such an incredible time. And that's really kind of where, with Real America's Voice, we perfected the first time we really did the live audience participation. Uh, we did it later with Charlie Kirk and the guys, but that's where we really started. And uh, people loved it so much. And even people that couldn't make it said, hey, just looking at it, I wish I'd come. That's what we're going to do at CPAC. We're going to have a whole full do the show, audience participation. Go to cpac.org slash right now. You get $47 off the ticket. And I guarantee you, you're going to have camaraderie and meet people and talk about issues but you're going to leave there and not just be the most interesting person at the dinner parties you go to when you get back home. You're going to be one of the leaders of this movement because this is all about the people. And you just heard Ralph Norman and Russ vote on here say, hey, we're going to need the War Room Posse up on it coming the next couple of months. And that's why CPAC so important. Um, Carrie Lake's going to be there. Is there any other Carrie? And that, that sets, I think, a tempo. Uh, when you got J.D. Vance, you got Kerry Lake, you can see the direction of this thing. A- any other and by the way, Russ people and, that that we should Russ and Ralph, too, are going to be there. So, like, you know, you, you, it's going to almost be like War Room is going to be going on in the in the hallway. And then War Room is going to be on the stage, Steve, because the people Jack is going to be there. Uh, you know, this is the, you're having the conversations that are taking place in living rooms around this country. These are the issues people care about. And some of them are somewhat controversial within the conservative movement, the America First movement, the Republican Party? How far aggressive should the Congress be? Should we be talking about things like gender confusion in our kids? You know, is Marjorie Taylor Greene right to have a bill to prevent them from giving our kids these chemicals, sometimes without the parents' even knowledge? And we're on that bill. We think she's got it pitch perfect. We're going to hear from these people that are victims of this ideology. You know, the left tries to act like they care about people and they're tolerant. And as, as we all know, we've come to realize, some of us later than others, it's BS. It's not because they're more compassionate. It's because they have a, a maniacal, ideological view of America where they want to rip her down and build her up in this monstrous way. And kids are being slaughtered through abortion and kids are being destroyed through our schools and CRT and this gender confusion. If we can't make this fight, if we can't stand up for that unborn child, give them a chance to breathe and to live – and we can't protect our kids at their tender at their tender ages. And what are we here for? You know, um, <clears throat> just you having the um, the detransition people up on main stage is going to have the mainstream media completely melt down. 
Trust me, that'll make, you know, and I didn't have time to play it, but you had this demonic thing at the Grammys the other night brought yep. to you by Pfizer. And then Joy and Reed, and we haven't had a chance to do it. We're going to do it in the next couple of days because of pressing concerns of all this other stuff, is that Joy and Reed came on the next day and she spiked yep. the football. She said, she hey, we're winning the culture wars. You guys got nothing, to, and, and you guys have lost. You got to understand That's your right. loss. That's why I think CPAC is so important, particularly on this, on the whole thing of woke and weaponized. You made a comment when you were on the other day, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up in the fact that the, the, the liberal media, progressive media, absolutely vapor locked. I want to make sure the audience got the subtlety of it. You said, hey, I'm going to go full Hungarian. That meant Viktor Orban, and we love Viktor Orban. In fact, had a chance to meet him again at CPAC Dallas. Uh, the Warren Posse loved his speech. I, I think in all the great speeches that were given in Dallas, his was the, the, the landmark. What did you mean by you're going to be Viktor Orban uh, for this CPAC? What, what does that mean? I said we're going to go full Hungarian, which is we learned when we went to, to Hungary for CPAC, Steve, that you had all this European media that thought that it was weird that we would have flown over Rome and Paris and all these other great capitals to go to this little country, Hungary, with someone they consider a fascist leader. Like, there must be something nefarious. Why would anybody want to go to Hungary? We went to Hungary and realized these people are wonderful people uh, that uh, are, are have, a, have a great story to tell. And the Hungarians who ran the conference said, look, if you're a fake journalist that just wants to lie about Viktor Orban and, and what we're trying to do from a policy standpoint, why don't you just not come in the doors? And I was like, well, that's a terrible thing. At CPAC in America, we let everyone in. And I, you know, I've even realized even recently, it's like there are some media outlets in this country. I don't know who funds them, by the way. I think that's the next step to start asking that they are interested not in being any member of the media. They're just in to destroying as many Steve Bannons as many people uh, associated with CPAC as as many people like Donald Trump as they possibly can. That's not being a media. That's being a political organization. And they need to be treated that way. Why would we give the DNC media passes to come to the to CPAC, we wouldn't. So these people are just basically arms of the DNC, maybe even arms of the regime in Beijing, maybe even arms of other enemies across the globe like George Soros and others and the World Economic Forum. And guess what? Uh, we're not going to treat them in the same way that we've treated them in the past. It's time for us to get smarter. And, and if I'm slow to the game, uh, I won't be anymore. I'll tell you that much. Amen. Uh, one more time, Matt. Where can people go uh, you can go to cpac.org slash war room to get your discount. But to find out more even about CPAC, where do people go? Yeah, just go to our website, conservative.org, cpac.org. See all the speakers that are that are coming. Uh, you really won't want to miss it. But let me just say this one final thing. If we have a big crowd at CPAC and if we send the message that we haven't given up on the nation's capital, even though it's got a perfectly terrible mayor and Pelosi and gang have been running things for too long – if we send that message, you give so much hope to so many people, and then you as an individual, you're feeling despondent, you wonder what can you do to save your country. If you come to this event, I guarantee you, you're going to leave so full of vim and vigor to go out there and make these fights for the country. It could actually change things. And that's why we do the conference. It's not just about people talking. It's about changing the course of history. Yeah, no, it's the camaraderie, and it's the uh, teamwork that comes out of there. And I think you saw that in, in Dallas. I just think it's great that it's back in the nation's capital because we need to be here as much as people don't like being around here i can tell you but you got to be here because this is where gotta the fight be here. is matt uh how right. did they get to you on how did they get to you on social media at m schlapp uh, uh uh on all the platforms as i told you i'm increasingly liking truth uh that's a good place to be i enjoyed following all the comments on that crazy speech last night it, it, i said it was like watching grumpier old men and fast forward it was like 
I couldn't understand what he was saying, but whatever he was saying, he was saying it real fast. And 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 not just that. Every now and again, it was like he he would like blurt out, "Get off my lawn!" I mean, he would start yeah. shouting at the most the bizarre times. It was the Adderall. I think they jacked. He obviously jacked him up to get through it up. last night. But he was uh, get off, <laughs> get off my lawn. Okay, match lab. Thanks. Look forward to seeing Thanks, you, CPAC, March first through fourth, in the nation's capital. Okay, do I have do I have the Ben Harnwell? Let me bring in Ben Harnwell. I got Pasoba coming up and Beatty coming up. Breaking news out of uh, Seymour Hirsch, the investigative reporter and mudslinger, I guess you would call him. Um, the um, Ben uh, Zelensky shows up in London today. What, what make this make sense to me? What's going on? He, he's clearly begging for uh, material uh, because he doesn't feel he's getting enough. Um, and he's, you know, he, he was telling everybody two weeks ago they were going to pivot and go to liberate Crimea. And now, and if you've seen the reporting over the last 24, 48 hours, the poor folks in Bakhmut are just taking it from the Russian. I think Russia's hitting it. The Russian army's hitting it from 12 different attack points and it's just constant shelling nonstop. Uh, give us an update on why is he in London? Why is he in the city? Why is he in parliament? Um, well, I suppose there's the official reason, Steve, and then there's the um, there's the question mark reason. The official reason is because uh, popular support, not at the governmental level, but at the level of the people, is starting to peter out. Impatience. We're all, we're almost coming up to the the one year anniversary of this war, um, and he therefore, um, as part of his visit. Uh, to Europe, going to Brussels tomorrow, he needs to shore up political support um, so that the the cash and the armaments continue flowing. That said, explicit to this request is what he mentioned when he addressed the the joint houses of Parliament was that he wanted fighter planes. Now, interestingly, the BBC, whose analysis is always 100% junkable, but whose um, whose knowledge of the facts is normally pretty hot. They had a journalist, I don't know if we're going to be able to play it whilst, um, whilst I'm here, but they had a journalist talking um, uh, from outside number 10 Downing Street uh, on a split screen whilst Zelensky and his crew were, were on their RAF plane still at the airport at Stansted. And she said, um, this journalist, she was talking, that, he, that, that, um, that Rishi Sunak has ruled out supplying um, fighter planes to Kiev. Now that was that was the big thing that Zelensky wants. The, the US has already said no for now, so it would appear that, that that the UK is lining up behind the US position here. But you know, if Zelensky was sitting on his plane, he 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 should have just been listening to the BBC, realised that the whole thing was pure theatre, got back on his plane and, and flown off because. You have the joint session. I mean, it's a very prestigious thing. I mean, it, um, it's like an uber uh, state visit thing. You know, state visits don't always get the, the joint sessions of Parliament. He's going to go and uh, get his audience with King Charles III. So these are very prestigious parts of the visit. But it's theatre because what, what Ukraine really needs right now, if it is to have a hope of turning the war around, are um, heavy artillery heavy artillery, and fighter planes. Um and these are the things that that seem to be drying up. But in in the, they also need um, it's betwixt and between. They won't give them the armaments they feel that that could change and reverse these battlefield uh, losses. 
and, and that's still to be determined because, you know, Russia is supposed to be on the edge of defeat, and now they've got uh, a 500,000 man, according to the defense minister, who we don't know is in or out in any day because of the zero tolerance on corruption. They're now claiming he's one of the worst corrupt guys, and, and with with all the logistics he paid for, they paid for it like five times X. I'll tell you what, short break, got Harnwell in Rome, Darren Beatty's on this. Jack Basobic, big breaking news on um, exactly what this war is all about. We're going to get Poso and Beatty here, uh, and we're going to continue the discussion next in the war room. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level. And it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping also. Go to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, you just heard about CPAC. Poso is going to be there. Uh, we're going to be there. Make sure you go to... Um, cpac.org slash worm get your discount $47 discount today we're going to do the live show there we want everybody to participate plus a lot of breakout sessions get to know you camaraderie joint sharing of knowledge all of it and teamwork and then fire off the football when it's over March 1st through 4th President Trump's going to give the wrap up speech on the Saturday afternoon you want to be there um, Jack Basobic, a blockbuster news. I got Harnwell and Darren to change their schedules and also join us. Walk us through what was released today by Seymour Hirsch, who's kind of a muckraker, investigative reporter, but he's got no love loss for the uh, for the for the right or for the MAGA movement. But he also has no love loss for the uh, military industrial complex. Give us uh, your assessment of what he released today, kind of a bombshell about the Ukraine war. Well, Steve, it's it's interesting because. You know, there, there's there's the story and then there's the story of the story. So there's the story that Seymour Hirsch has released, which essentially in a nutshell is this. Uh, he is claiming, based on his sources and his reporting, that the United States bombed the Nord Stream pipelines and that this was done in a covert operation with Navy deep sea divers, uh, particularly divers that are out of Panama City from Diving and Salvage Center, not necessarily through SOCOM or JSOC or any of the various uh, SEAL teams that it was done through Navy divers, and that it specifically references 
the old story of Operation Ivy Bells. That if you understand anything about the Navy, if you want to go read, a, I remember when I joined Navy Intelligence, they said something to me that the very first week they said, we can't encourage you to read Blind Man's Bluff by Sherry Sontag. They said, no matter what you do, do not read the book Blind Man's Bluff by Sherry Sontag. Do not go <laughs> to the store this afternoon and pick up a copy of Blind Man's Bluff because <laughs> one of the main uh, stories in it, not the only one, but the one at main operations that they detail in this book, which came out uh, at the end of the 90s, which goes back to a Cold War operation called Ivy Bells, was all about Navy deep sea divers and Navy submarines going all the way in. And by the way, that one wasn't even in international waters. This is back in the 70s during the Cold War. This was wiretapping the undersea communications, the upstream collection that the United States was conducting of the Soviet Union, of the Soviet military during the Cold War in Soviet waters, by the way, in uh, in Russian waters right off the Kamchatka Peninsula. And so they, Seymour Hersh makes a reference to that that says, look, this is a very similar operation to something that was done back in the Cold War. Any, any Navy intel officer worth their salt knows about Operation Ivy Bells. And in that one, Steve, just as, as many other operations go, and anyone who's worked in that world understands, even the own crew of the ship, the crew of the submarine, was given a cover story as to why they were out there, as to what operations they were conducting. And you would compartmentalize all the way down to only specific divers knowing actually what the mission of the submarine was at the time. Now, of course, Ivy Bells, this was a it was a multi-mission sequence, and there's a you know, huge action scene where one of the one of the subs is almost caught. They have to race out of there. In this case, what Seymour Hersh is stating is that Ukraine, at the end of the day, that Ukraine, Russia, Germany, everything that we're seeing right now wasn't necessarily about freedom and democracy, that it was about the United States ensuring the petrodollar's dominance over Europe. And that's what it's been from the start. He references, of course, Victoria Nuland, who made the comment that if this kicks off, Nord Stream 2 will end one way or the other. President Biden, of course, we have him saying that he would shut down Nord Stream 2 if Putin and Russia continue their invasion of Ukraine. We have him, of course, at his word saying that. And what Hirsch is saying here, and it, and the comment I made earlier about the story behind the story is the timing on this is very interesting because I've heard people say that this is a, you know, this is designed to hurt Biden. But I've also said, heard people say, well, you know, this could have actually been leaked by the administration themselves on the heels of the State of the Union to where they can say, of course, officially they'll deny it. They'll deny uh, that CIA Langley had any, uh, you know, any involvement in this whatsoever. But maybe they want it out there because they think it makes the president look strong in the face of him completely failing to stand up to the Chinese spy uh, platform that flew across the continental United States. This also time I'm going to get uh, and, and Hunterwell in here. Because obviously Zelensky's in London today, talked to Parliament about the, the about the jets, but this also ties together. Um, a supporting thing of this is Bennett, the former Prime Minister of Israel, talking Bennett. about talking to Putin. And in, in, in when the first days of the war, they were first before the war, they wanted to have a negotiated deal, and Zelensky was on board, and Putin was on board, but the U.S. was not on board. That would play into this thing about uh, Nord Stream two and wanting to make sure that. Uh, that Germany and the rest of Europe didn't didn't even double down or become more intertwined with the natural gas resources of Russia, but really depended upon American LNG. Would that that would fit into this narrative? Would you agree, Jack? 
Well, it would certainly fit into the time frame because what we're told uh, going through Seymour Hersh's article, and I, I strongly encourage everyone to read it, um, you know, just like anything else, you, you have to ask questions about anything you read. But as you go through it, when they're looking at these ball, at the exercise that was given as cover, it was called Balt Ops 22. So that takes place in June. The explosion, the Nord Stream explosion doesn't take place until later in September. Now, if you combine that with what Naftali Bennett is saying, and by the way, the Germans, the Norwegians, the Swedes, everyone's come out and said they can't find evidence that Russia was behind this thing, which, if you remember, that's what Darren and I were saying from the very start, because this was, as President Trump told us, Russia's leverage over Europe. This was also an economic deal between the EU and particularly Germany and Russia, which was mutually beneficial for them at the detriment of the United States. So with the explosion of Nord Stream 2, you have to ask, of course, qui bono, qui malo who benefits and who suffers. So who benefits, obviously it's the Americans who suffers, it's the Germans, it's everyone that is now at the economic detriment of losing out on that gas. And for the people saying that somehow Russia benefits from blowing up their own pipeline, it just never really made any sense. The, the, it never quite passed no. the smell test of why they would want to lose a project that they had invested billions yeah. and billions of dollars of, of political and economic capital. Uh, Jack Hanger for one second. I got to get back to the uh, balloon in the in the non briefing of the Gang of Eight, which right now looks stunning. Uh, Darren, let me bring you in, and then Ben. Uh, Darren, your assessment. And by the way, everything in this this is like uh, homage to Catalonia is such an important book to read. Um, Orwell's book because the the whole war is misinformation on both sides. Right? You can't trust anything the Russians put out. You can't less trust anything the Ukrainians or the NATO puts out. Uh, but given that, uh, Darren Beatty, you've been all over this topic. Give us your assessment, first assessment of the Seymour Hersh and what it means. Well, I loved everything that Jack said. That was an excellent, um, excellent report and analysis of the intricacies of it. And of course, I remember not too long ago, Jack and I were on here with some kind of stooge representative of the national security state who didn't do a very good job. Like, you know, at least you would think these representatives of the intelligence community, their job is to be good liars. We didn't even have that. So it was very clear what the situation was from the beginning. The argument never really made sense that it was, you know, the Russians who blew up their own pipeline. But what I think what remains interesting about this is that you know, yes, it was bad for Russia, but it was really bad for Germany as well. And if you read certain parts of the Hirsch story, it said, OK, the Germans had this new prime minister and he originally paid lip service to this notion that Macron was promoting this strategic autonomy, that Europe was going to gain more independence from U.S. control. And that whole conception was entirely shut down. And I think it reinvites us to look at this sort of Russia-Ukraine conflict from the lens of really the United States reasserting complete and total dominance over the affairs of Europe and in particular of Germany, because this was a very vital thing for the German economy, particularly Nord Stream 2. And we just blow it up and it's an open secret within Europe. That's their way of telegraphing that it's the United States for these European countries to say, well, there's no evidence it was Russia. That's their way of saying it's the United States. But at the same time, they're not, you know, they're not going to do anything about it. And that tells you everything you need to know. And so 
in a geopolitical sense, this really kind of reinforces the dominance and hegemony of the United States. And in a twisted way, even though it was highly risky and, and uh, for a number of reasons, it shows us that there are still bastions of competence, some pockets of competence within the United States. I'm somewhat, you know, impressed that they were able to pull this off, even though, you know, they linked it, they leaked it to some, you know, aging reporters. Still, it's a rare example of competence. So the United States, again, in keeping with our earlier discussion of the indefinite um, power of the U.S. dollar, despite how clownish and ridiculous and in many cases evil our regime is, it has a um, counterintuitive robustness that asserts in itself yeah. in, we, in we, situations. By the like way, we, Jack and Jack and I can vouch for the competence of Navy divers, right? But what? And I'm very much for the dollar being the prime reserve currency, at least for the foreseeable future, it would be cast in this country. But I would like to do it by cutting our budget and and shutting down the Federal Reserve and getting our control over this debt instead of blowing up a uh, a natural gas pipeline. Uh, coming into Germany so we can sell natural gas at LNG and drive prices up here for folks in the United States. But hang on. Steve, what, Steve what's remember the what I from, said. Uh, it's not Cherche yeah, Le Femme. It's Cherche, Cherche Le Petrol. Cherche Le Petrol. <laughs> ben Harnwell. Uh, he's in, uh, Zelensky's in London today with the Tin Cup looking for fighter jets. How, how does, give me your assessment. Is this, is this story more important than Zelensky being in London, sir? Yeah, it's a lot more important. And looking at the timing um, from this article, it's Jack Sullivan, um, Jake Sullivan is there months before the Russians invaded Ukraine, heading strategy meetings on how they're going to take out uh, these pipelines. So, you know, looking back with the, with the benefit of hindsight, you can now start thinking. Look, you remember that 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 John Mearsheimer thesis that he was pushing back in 2014 and. And you were talking about this right in the early days of the war, where Mearsheimer said, you know, what the U.S. is doing here, what NATO is doing here, pushing its boundaries up uh, to Ukraine, is is walking Ukraine down the primrose path to, uh, to 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 being invaded by Russia. And I was sort of saying to myself, okay, I get, I get that, I get that, but why would NATO do this? And I sort of landed on the conclusion. That, okay, this is NATO seeking a post-war, a post-Cold War role. It needs a war. It needs Russia to do something to continue to justify its existence. And that's certainly been a consequence of the Russian invasion. But looking at the dates here, looking at the, the Mearsheimer thesis, I'm starting to ask myself whether the whole Ukraine war, encouraged along by NATO, was simply a pretext for the U.S. military-industrial context to go in and take out these pipelines. Jack, uh, by the way, hang on, we're going to take a short break. But to that point, the New York Times had got this incredibly brutal reporting from Bakhmut that telling the Russian army, the rejuvenated Russian army, is hitting on 12 different attack points, and they have a little girl there that's like seven years old, one of the last families there. Is it is are the America as as um, Beatty calls it the American imperial elite. Are they cold-hearted enough to have started a war that this little girl is going to get shelled like the rest of her city just to, so they can control uh, gas uh, assets going into Europe and therefore prop up the petrodollar in the foreseeable future, sir? 
Steve, I'll just say it's it's amazing the trouble that the regime can cause when the petrodollar is on the line. And we've seen it before. We're seeing it again. Short commercial break. Darren Beatty, the founder of Revolver. Jack Posobiec from Human Events Daily and our international editor and head of the Rome Bureau with War Room Rome, Ben Harnwell. All next in the War Room. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, make sure on Getter, on last, uh, we have now 40,000 views on that. We had 37,000 live on there last night, so make sure you go to Getter. We're going to be live streaming stuff nonstop, so make sure that you're on it. By the way, following us on Real America's Voice, Charlie Kirk, Charlie Kirk Show, two hours of populist nationalism, served up hot. Jack Posobiec, um, how did they get around a presidential finding on the Seymour, her, on the blowing up, or at least he alleges the blowing up by Navy divers of North Stream Team? And don't you find it odd as an intelligence officer? There's no not as as far as we can tell, they have not briefed a gang of eight on this uh, on the uh, on the airship on the CCP spy airship, sir. Well, Steve, once again, what they're doing is instead of making smart geopolitical decisions for the direction of our country and uh, trying to work with partners, instead, they're watching episodes of the West Wing and trying to LARP their way through the presidency. Uh, And so you saw this ridiculous speech last night, which was basically just ripped off of everything that Donald Trump said in 2016 on the campaign trail. And they called him a a, a racist and a misogynist and a Nazi and and a xenophobe for. And here comes Biden repeating the exact same phrases without, of course, the rhetorical flourishes of the forgotten man and America first. But I almost thought he was going to end by saying, make America great again. Uh, The reason that they didn't have to brief the Gang of Eight on this is because they kept it outside of the chat 
channels that they would have needed to. So had this gone through SOCOM, had this gone through JSOC, then they would have had to brief the Gang of Eight. But because they kept it Navy only, it would they actually, you know, th- this is exactly what you would see on like season five or season six of The West Wing, which I never watched before. But if you want to understand the Biden administration's playbook, just go watch that show. You can watch it on 1.5x like I do, and you will absolutely be able to predict everything they do because they're ripping it from bad Aaron Sorkin TV scripts where they're going in and saying, ah, we found a special loophole so we won't have to brief Congress and then we'll leak it to Seymour Hirsch and that's going to make us look good and make us look strong in the face of the Russians, in the face of the Chinese balloon. And so what they're doing, Steve, is they've been completely divorced from the reality of the American people, which is why, by the way, Republicans won the House and why the Gang of Eight is constituted the way that it is. And I hope for sure, certain, that Speaker of House Kevin McCarthy, as well as this new appointment of Matt Gates to the Weaponization of the Federal Government Committee, will actually be able to bring them to some sort of accountability to find out what are they actually doing. Because these decisions, Steve, they don't just affect the country. They don't just affect the people of Ukraine. They don't just affect the people of Germany. They affect every single one of us and our families as well. Jack, how do people get to you, all of your content, and particularly Human Events Daily? Yeah, Human Events Daily, of course, it's up. We've got the Sunday show. Uh, Today's entire show is going to be out Nord Stream. No question. Okay, brother. That's uh, 10 o'clock when people can get it here in Real America's Voice. That's right, 10 p.m. on Real America's Voice. Okay, thank you, brother. And you get him up on uh, Twitter. He's nonstop. Uh, Darren, we're going to get you back. you got two blockbuster stories on on Revolver. Uh, One about these Christian commercials and Hobby Lobby looks like it's in back of them and the meaning and purpose of them. Because it's big money, and they're well, they're great. They're, they're very dramatic spots, and they're on National Football League games. So somebody's putting up big dollars. You've also got this thing about Hillary Clinton, ten-year jail sentence. But I want to spend time and do that later. Your closing thoughts on the Seymour Hirsch and the whole Ukraine situation in Zelensky in London, sir? Yeah. Well, first, just to add to the uh, technicalities of it, there's a part of the Hirsch's commentary in which he suggests that the public. Um, allusions to the possibility of taking down Nord Stream by both Biden and Victoria Newland, who's been a, a favorite of ours uh, in our discussions, actually cross a threshold which which also allowed them to conduct uh, the operation without um, uh, the usual sort of uh, oversight. So it's 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 interesting how it all fell into place, but I think. And one other thing is, um, even though this was planned before the invasion, I think it's fair to say that the invasion itself created a larger sort of political media environment in which the U.S. was able to get away with it much more easily. And so that kind of forces us to say, well, in Putin's strategic calculus was whatever he gained from this invasion of Ukraine worth losing the Nord Stream pipelines? It's hard to say that the answer is yes uh, at the moment. So I think it also kind of reinforces the degree to which Putin's decision was a profound strategic miscalculation uh, from the point of view of Russia's interests as well. Perfect. How do people get to you in a revolver? How have you back on about these other big stories? How do they get to you? At Darren J. Beattie on Twitter, revolver.news. We have two in 
particular really important white hot pieces that I'll come on discuss very soon. One is the most important First Amendment case you've never heard of. Biden's trying to throw a guy in jail for 10 years for mocking Hillary on Twitter. And the second is the DeSantis takeover in Florida education system, how that's a blueprint for Republican governors everywhere. So I look very much look forward to discussing those in detail. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Uh, by the way, uh, we're going to be live streaming. So go to War Room's uh, Getter page and my Getter page. We're going to be live streaming these hearings this afternoon. Charlie Kirk follows us for commentary analysis. We're going to be live streaming. Uh, the whole team will be on there. These hearings are important enough. Uh, Grace Chung and Captain Ben will be running them. I'll be on there, Natalie, et cetera. Um, make sure you also, MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. This pillow has taken off, exploded. The MyPillow 2.0, people are raving about it. Go check it out today. Um, go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. You get buy one, get one free on MyPillow 2.0. You've never slept on anything like this in your life. Ben Harnwell, uh, you're head of uh, – by the way, just in closing, we're going to get you back on a more about London. But why is Zelensky not going to Rome? Give me 30 seconds of that. Why is he not stopping by to see Georgia Maloney? I don't know. It's an interesting question, Steve. We discussed it before coming on air. It's a bit of a slap in the face, I think, given her her loyal support um, against the wishes of, our, of the majority of her own membership and her party in, uh, in supporting Ukraine. Can I just finish, however, on, on, the, on the Nord Stream pipeline? I, uh, we I got can't. 30, I no, if, we got 30 we seconds. We'll, ha- we'll, ha- we'll have you back on. I hope you got to stay up late. We'll have you back on this afternoon. Okay, we'll be, we're up live streaming. We're going to be back here live 5 to 7. Make sure you make your appointment to come back to the war room. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.